0: The GA Hour is sponsored by
1: Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet
0: gets a goal.
2: I'm not finished yet. It took
3: me a long time to get here.
0: Both players have have spoken with each other and... uh... And um, they forget what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them keen to to now focus on getting back their county jerseys.
1: But these fellas, he get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we will put him back in their houses for ten years. Hello, Westford! Yeah.
4: Crazy Mayo fans, crazy Mayo fans. i have been led to believe there's some Donegal fans in the audience as well. Can you make yourself heard? Just one row, is that all? (laughs) All right. All right, we have a brilliant show lined up for you, so we're going to talk in part one about the, the rivalry that developed between 2012 and 2013, and I'm not sure was it between the players or was it between the management teams, but there was a lot of shit being talked anyways, especially it came to a head in 2013. James Horan said, uh, actually, show me a team that is good body language towards Mr. McGuinness on the sidelines. So they didn't like each other. And as it turns out, the two of them sat in the Sky Studio, and, you know, relationships thawed, and they were getting on really well, and the body language improved an awful lot. (laughs) So I don't know how that went down. In part two, we're going to have Tony McEntee. Obviously, it was on the Stephen Rochford card, and there has been a question circulating around Mayo... For the three or four years uh, Stephen Rochford was in charge, and there was one man been leading this question: Who the hell was picking that Mayo team when Stephen Rochford was in charge?
2: They
1: the Do you blame Stephen Rochford for <laughs> no, but he's not managing the team.
5: It no, is it McIntyre's
1: manager? No, I the don't. Players? It's as five as five players' manager. <laughs> the, the two O'Shea's Kieran O'Connor, Alan Dillon, and fucking Andy Morton. Him you said, no, because he couldn't he couldn't very well he put him in with him. After putting all the other the other people there. No Drake is there because of Andy Morton. So is he? Yeah. is yeah. he? They? Well, Carl O'Shea is there because the two O'Shea's demanded. Alan Dillon is there because the two O'Connors demanded, <laughs> the two O'Connor's demanded. <laughs> That's right. Man. I know fucking well. I know more about the inside of me up. I played it, and that's why I will to win. The politics of Mayo
0: football
1: makes me sick to my teeth. i tell you
4: that. I've always wanted to do that. The politics of Mayo football made me sick. Okay, give it up for our first panel Rory Gallagher, Mark McHugh, and Alan Dillon. The seats are a bit high here lads, uh, you'll have to bear with me. So the two O'Connors had you on the team, uh, Alan. <laughs> Very thankful to the two guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you any response for Jimmy uh, Sloan? Uh, he's, a, he's a
6: comical figure, I think, um, he's a parody <laughs> account on Twitter and uh, he gets huge uh, followers and I think he's known all over, all over the country, I think, with, yeah.
4: uh, with the stuff coming up, but uh, yeah, he's a gas character. He is, he's definitely a gas character. So i have you on to talk about the rivalry. Um, lads, Rory, I'm going to start with you, so this started in 2011 in a challenge game because you had two management, new management teams, two young teams, similar kind of trajectory, um, similar young management teams, and you had a challenge game in 2011 and the seeds of this rivalry were sowed
2: that day, is that fair to say? Yeah, well, I suppose the first thing, everybody sees things differently, Alan, might see it differently than us. Um, we played uh, Mayo in Slego, I think it was the Thursday or Friday, after they got out of jail in London, and maybe we felt that a wee bit of a point of proof <laughs> <laughs> to prove, we And we we went down on a lovely Sunday evening, and we were looking forward to the game. So we were thinking, it's nice old Mayo again. And uh, we got a rude awakening. And the long and short of it is at half time we said, forget about playing, just start fighting. <laughs> you know? And it was we thought Mayo were coming in late. We thought they were laying down markers. Obviously they were very sore at the way London went. Maybe Alan they'll divulge what we we'd on in that dressing room. But they were six, seven, eight points up at half time. And it was basically hell for leather in the second half. It ended up quite a good game in between it all. But uh, that definitely, in our, in our view, started.
4: Right. So th- this was the thing under James Horne. Obviously, Mayo's perception might have been that there was a little bit of soft edge, the white boots, the highlights in the hair, not mentioning any players in particular. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I mean. And there was a big thing with Mayo and Donegal at that time to have a harder edge.
6: Yeah, I think we were, we were changing the corner at that stage. But getting back to, to London I think it was maybe a week previous you know that was nearly career finishing for a lot of us and you know I remember afterwards we got into a huddle um, Andy Moore said you know no beer tonight lads you know and I suppose that drove half the squad kind of half bananas that <laughs> the magnitude of winning a championship game but not celebrating it and I suppose the commitment that goes in in pre- preparing for it um, so we were a bit surprised that there was a challenge game arranged. I think it was a so week soon, later. It was on a yeah, Wednesday. I think
2: it was maybe four or five days later. Four or five days yeah. later.
6: Just after travelling you know, to London via Galway, Waterford, into Southend, and then travel up to to Lip. So um, it was a bit all over the shop. And uh, we arrived in Sligo. It was a uh, Wednesday evening, I think it was it was it was a scorcher, I think. Scorcher yeah. pitch was immaculate, just freshly cut. No one at the game. So I think... People kind of got the impression that this was going to be, you know, you either go out there and leave it out there, put down a marker for, for. I think we played Galway in the next round. So, unfortunately, well, you know, Jim was probably in a position where he was probably new coming onto the scene. Um, a lot of us had to kind of step up to the mark. And uh, I remember Mark had marked Carlesi in a while, at, and then, you know, it's, it all kicked off. And I think it was just one of them ferocious games. It never stopped. It wasn't refereed at all. You know, it was just a case of... But did you stop quite with a wee bit of a point of proof? Uh, I think... I, I, well, uh, naturally yeah. enough, yeah. I think, you know, we wanted...
4: He hopped off them, basically. Yeah, absolutely. 12. And I think right.
6: we, we wanted to, you know, you know put, on a, put on a show, you know, show how good we were. You know, that the London performance wasn't good enough, but, you know, Donegal were unfortunately in our way.
4: Yeah, okay. So that was 2011, so you wouldn't have seen much of each other for the rest of the year. And then 2012, there was another... Uh, I won't call it a famous challenge match, but a challenge match that got a bit out of hand again. So, like, you run friendly terms, Mark, at this stage. So you're, you know, getting challenge games against each other. Again, similar age profile, similar uh, age profile in the management team. And then there was a big tackle on Paddy McGrath. And yeah, then, all, and then that turned in Swinford, that, mm. that challenge game turned a bit sour as well.
1: Aye, but I
3: think, you know, the reason these challenge matches maybe were, 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 were made because it helped both teams. I think it really gave that edge. Um, you know the two managers kind of just, they were just new in, and they were sort of trying to find a way to get that edge. And you don't get that many hard games outside of you know competitive games. So there's no point, you know, having a challenge match against a weaker county or something like that. So the two teams, you know, agreed to, that that these were going to be real preparation for championship games. And the boys were right. We weren't expecting the first day we we played them up in Sligo that day that anything that, that they came out with from from the dressing room, and. Uh, we were second best everything in the first half, but Rory's weight. We went out. I think Rory Kevin and just threw himself around in the middle that, that and and that, that, that day he was just he made a got sent off eh, I think as well. So, um, um, but yeah, it, ma- went, it, it, went down, it went down to start fun for them. But it, you know we, we both did reasonably well in 2011, 2012 because maybe they started you know the our year them challenge matches because you don't get
4: them kind of matches maybe in. April or May. Yeah, but it's fair to say that was the last
2: challenge game you had against each other, Rory. The, mani- well, the second one wouldn't have took place, only for it was in honour of, uh, I think, a guard that had died Bob, that was... Uh, yeah, yeah okay, that's right. It okay. you know, wouldn't have been friendly enough to organise one otherwise.
4: Right, so did no. McGuinness and Horan go head-to-head on the line in 2012? like did it, did it get out of hand? Now, you, you and McGuinness were loose cannons on the sideline anyways, and Horan... Ro-
3: Ro- fa- Ro- Ro- Rory's not.
2: Well, we set out to be loose <laughs> Rory's now. Now. We, we had a fight to prove, you know, and at the time, we were f- obsessed with Tyrone. You know, and there was an awful lot of argy-bargy and there was a perception that some of the Donegal players were soft and they were intimidated and sledge in one thing or another. We went out to pick a fight with nearly everybody. You know, there's no doubt about it at the yeah. time. We wanted to prove that we had the, the, the steel to play. But that game definitely, I thought it was a ferociously late high hit. Can't remember who done it. Yeah. On Paddy McGrath. But again, and it just all blew over on the sideline. And I think
6: was it was uh, Aidan Campbell, who was a local lad, um, from Swinford. <laughs> and
2: uh, I
6: vividly remember Jim McGuinness on the sideline, and he, he was going to pull the players off the yeah. pitch. I think you were out a couple of days later uh, in, in the championship. Yeah, I think
2: we were out a week in the primary round later. Yeah.
6: You know?
3: We had enough injuries the way it was nearly going into that match, remember? Yeah. And we didn't and want There was to more lose to action going on the
6: sideline after that than there was on the pitch, you know, because right. I think the referee lost complete control yeah. of it. And there was a big support in, in Swinford. And,
3: uh, Take the referee, yeah. our a local man too, you see. <laughs> <laughs>
6: that could have been the reason for it.
3: <laughs> but it A lot was, of local men down there
2: that day. But all of it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was, but
4: like, all of this was kind of under the radar then for the All-Ireland Final in 2012. But they, like, I didn't know that this kind of dislike
2: for each other was even there. A league, we played a league game in between that, which was yeah. very important as well. You know what? Neither team were going great in the league. It was maybe around four or five in Ballyshannon. I think you got a lot of criticism actually after yeah. losing it. You know, and uh,
3: Rory Kevin got sent off. off. Rory Is Kevin you? got
2: sent off that day as well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we felt Kevin McLaughlin, as, as Kevin does, dragged him into it. But uh, we Donoghue all ended up playing really, really well in the day. You didn't go so well, you know. So it was, it was all the time brew.
4: Yeah. So they then the, the whole Joe Brodie going on uh, did write articles, or he went on RT radio before the All Ireland final, and he made a huge. Big thing about Mayo being cynical, Alan and uh, James Horan actually blamed Donegal Gall for setting that up. Yeah, sure, it was a complete setup. Like it was completely <laughs> or-
6: orchestrated. That you know we were slowing down the ball against uh, against Dublin, Dublin and yeah. uh, you know we were late in the tackles. Well,
4: no, it. you did that day, but you were defending a lead, which is normal enough. Like I mean, towards the end of that game, you were pulling them down.
6: Yeah, some people had called it smart football, you know, and I think um, <laughs> at, at that stage. It was Dublin were really putting the pressure on, the squeeze on, and we, we had to resort to something. And um, teams do it nowadays, but it's not wrote about. But it was wrote the week before the All Ireland final. And, you know, slight little edges, you know, were, were playing into the referee's mind at that stage. So, you know. Did that seep it,
4: into the camp, that, well,
6: that stuff? Not really, but, you know, the timing was very important. Uh, and how it was portrayed and you see it now a lot more it's a lot more common with a lot more uh, different analysts from different i suppose teams and counties now kind of trying to influence in some way
2: uh, or shape or form
4: yeah what do you think rory how much did you pay broly he Absolute, does things for free anyway. I, I can right? tell you something absolutely he doesn't take not. a
2: fee um joe used to write that he was at a training session of ours you know <laughs> and actually at the time he was well. He was an enemy of ours. He had slated Rory Kavanagh very personally in a number of articles. So he did he had an issue with Rory Kavanagh from two thousand and eight getting what dairy player sent off. So we were very we weren't on it we weren't with you, it still aren't. You know? Yeah. So we weren't um but it was a boat out of the blue. And to be fair to Alan, we were concerned about Mayo physicality, there's no doubt about that, and their ability to block runners. But the, the, the Dublin game, like Dublin were coming, usually seven, eight points up. Dublin were coming with huge momentum. They were doing what any team in the country would have done. Yeah. But we were delighted Joe came out with it. <laughs> we weren't unhappy. <laughs> and did you think it worked in your advantage then? Ach, not really. But you, know, well, you were
4: all about the runners, right? So well, you didn't want those blocked.
2: The two goals didn't come from runners, no. you know, early on. The, that, that game, like, very seldom you'd ever get two goals that early in, in a championship match. And, you know, they don't think it had the impact.
4: Right, okay. So one of the big talking points from the 2012 final was Lee Keegan's hit on you, uh, Mark. So this happened in the Ulster final the year after. So you were so important, obviously, to uh, Donegal's game plan, Back then, as their sweeper and their counter, you know, set up their counterattacks, and you kind of organised them back there. So the talk was that Lee Keegan hit you and got up and winked, right? As in, there's the job done. So we'll get to this uh, in 2013. You were drawing attention to this. So we actually have footage of this, uh, definitive footage, <laughs> to see to see if Lee Keegan <laughs> winked after this. So we can play it away. Strong.
2: Beautifully-
6: Just walk Mark McHugh coming through here. Lee Keegan catches him very high. That's a poor tackle by Lee Keegan. And uh, you know, Morris Egan has no alternative but to issue a yellow card to him.
2: So two yellow cards in the space of uh, about a minute, all of them inside the opening six minutes, and they are already a goal behind. <laughs>
4: Now, it happened, it happened so fast that it's very hard to make out was it a twitch, was it a wink, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So we slowed it down for you. <laughs> 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 So, was this something, Rory, that you, like, all the talk then, 2013 with Mayo's physicality, um, duty of care to my players, Mark McHugh's getting a, a, a bad deal of it, Giloghly tried to take him out, he, he injured himself as
2: well, whatever, like, did you become a, a little bit obsessed about this? No, Jim did. Oh, Jim, yeah. So I did. First of all, we'd no sympathy for Mark, because he'd never done the gym <laughs> programs. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> so I did, no matter when he was in Galway, when he was at Sligo at college. He didn't go to the gym, so we had no sympathy for him. No. Um, I'm
3: driving you back
2: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly didn't see it the same way, you know, that uh, Jim did. Probably after Ulster final, the focus on Mark said it was a ferocious hit on Mark, you know, in the Ulster yeah. final that year in 2013. I wouldn't say overly dirty. Just for, he went, he went hard and real hard for the ball. Very hard, probably, yeah, almost kamikaze. Yeah, and it ended up dangerous without being intentional. So it is, but. uh... We're probably a wee bit vulnerable at the time when you're trying to deflect attention from such a poor show in us. Our final, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was yeah. it. But did 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 you target Mark
4: Allen as like a, a man that needed to be stopped? Yeah, I suppose we we looked at
6: how pivotal he was to their defensive structure, and uh, you know his late surges up the pitch were were um, definitely troubling to 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 I suppose the opposition that he played against. Um, and to track his runs were very difficult because he had that engine and he continuously could do it over the 70 minutes Um, but you know you could see him up there he probably started the run from your own you know six yard yard box and ended up up in the opposition side and uh, I think you know the likes that tackle probably missed time but you know we didn't we couldn't put a man marker on him we had to do our own defensive uh, defensive structure Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, you were you were very agile, to, and I suppose he was, you know, the difference in terms of um, keeping Donegal together at that stage because they always had cover in their defence.
4: Yeah, I, I remember asking you, Mark. I remember I met you in Liverpool one night, and I said, "What the hell are you doing, wing forward and wing back now? You were a brilliant sweeper." He said, "I had to stop kicking it to me." People uh, <laughs> they coped on,
3: you know, um, You know, teams just just to kick it down So you that look at that 2011 team, 2011 game All Ireland semi-final in Dublin. Just kicked every ball, but then teams got smart, you know, they got smart by, you know, playing ball over and back and looking for more spaces and the more we dink ball, you know, and, um. Yeah, no, my time had come to an end then. I think. Or <laughs> you had, to, you had to, evolved, like, to the sweeper position above, like, to the column cabinet type, more physicality to meet the runners coming through. And as Roy says, I didn't do my gym programme, so I wasn't
4: my <laughs> Would you, when Galagli hit Mark McHugh, you blamed this on collusion between Mayo and Monaghan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you journalists all stick together. It was an off-the-record conversation. You know? But uh, I often mentioned journalists that um, I believe um, was wrong to put it in the paper. But yes, we do believe Monaghan and Mayo played a big challenge game and would have passed notes why, wouldn't it?
4: But that, that if, was it. So the, the gas thing about this was because you, you both burned your bridges with each other, then you start playing Monaghan <laughs> in challenge games. <laughs> Monaghan
6: were trying to replicate Donegal's style of system. Yeah. Uh, and you know they wouldn't take the offer of the
2: challenge. So yeah. we ended up playing Monaghan, I think. It was in, a link to was yeah. your... Uh, Psychologist that he used to be, you'd be friendly with Malaki, manager managers, and yeah.
4: Well, Kieran Shannon wrote my script out. Yeah. So I
2: <laughs> but look, You know, at the time uh, we were so vulnerable. We didn't have a fit team, and we hadn't the work put in, and maybe you know, we were swan about thinking we were better than we were as well, and right. that was part of the problem.
4: Well, it wouldn't be out of out of question, even though like we're laughing now, but for Rory to say you would have said, well, look we identified Mark, like it, that's an obvious conversation that will go on between management teams. Not saying you were part of yeah, those conversations. Yeah,
6: and I suppose in, in, in that final, um, you know, to go down 2-1 in the first seven minutes and to have Mark playing in such a defensive structure, you know, the key for us was to get ahead early. And so Donegal had to go out and play. And, you know, when you're down seven points in the first 10 minutes, it, it, it was going to be an uphill struggle for us. Um, because you're not going to shift him you know he's going to stay there he's going to just uh, do what he does in terms of cover space not get quality ball into our into our full forward line so um, yeah you know we were chasing the game Donegal were so good with their defensive structure in 12 they'd learned from 11 which which was close to to being you know I suppose it kind of revolutionised the game in terms of defensive structures. But now the game is changing again with the dubs
4: um, who are, you know, varying against different teams. Yeah. So how bad did the dislike get then, Rory? Like, I'm wondering, did this seep down to the players or was this more between the two managements
2: played out a little bit in public? I would say probably... I think it's nearly more with the players, with Michael now. Michael, he seems the, attracted all the time with the, the Mayo players, but probably the managements to be fair. Right. Though, and maybe we all didn't cover ourselves in glory at in certain instances. There's no doubt about that. The tensions were so high and, you know, I remember when we scored, we would have felt that Mayo at the time were trying to be cynical against us, you know. There's no doubt about that, you know. So it is. But, uh, and I don't think the players overly, don't, you know, I don't yeah. think it was bad. Now, 2013, we had a very bad, very uh, physical league game in Casabar, you know, which we came out the wrong side as well, you know, but... I don't think it was too bad between the players. Maybe I'm wrong.
4: So in a weird way, over that time, Mayo got the upper hand in those battles outside of the one that was important. I'm sorry to say this. Like, I mean, the, the, in league and in championship, Mayo were getting the better of it, Alan. That must frustrate the hell out of you. Yeah, I think, I think in the last in the last seven
6: meetings, you know, we've won four, drew two, and lost one. the one that we wanted. Um, so... I think some of the challenge games that we would have played, like there would be a lot of familiarity between players. Even going to college, yeah, um, I went to college with Mark. I went to college with Rory Kavanagh. and you know, you call them your friends, but when you cross the white lines, you know, they're they're your enemy. You know, and you literally you'll do anything to get one up on them. Um, but you know, does that healthy rivalry, which is which is important, you know, if you play inter-county football, you're ultra competitive. You put the time in, the commitment in and you wanna see the rewards and you wanna get the you know, get the wins. Uh, and I think the last couple of years I think in was it Bally Buffet last year, or yeah, you know, Kevin McLaughlin with the step with the last minute uh <laughs> you know that that sealed Donegal's faith back down into division two and I'm sure that's that was sore for a lot of Donegal supporters. So again, that just adds to the intrigue.
4: Yeah. No, what did you, from your point of view, Mark, like, I mean, I, I,
3: I, I agree. I think whatever was played out in the media in between management was there. Um, as, as Alan said, it was that healthy, it was a healthy, you know, um, competitive uh, rivalry. I don't, there was no real hatred. Like, you know, as I said, well, the, I'm, the... I'm just talking about personal anyway. Like I never, I never felt a hatred, a hatred towards Mayo. And, as, as 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 I would say, we've played Mayo maybe in the last two or three years, every year in a challenge match at the start of the year. And if if, if there was a hatred there, you know, Michael Murphy's the captain of the team; he would have that from way back, and he wouldn't allow it. So that goes on. So that good um, competitive competitive rivalry, like you w- we wouldn't ring up Tyrone like and ask them for a nice wee challenge match, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> That doesn't happen. So, you know, it's it's same games that you get. I was saying earlier on in April or May that really set you up for the for the thing, you know. And you want it to be a good good battle, but you, you shake hands afterwards and move yeah. on because I I, well, I I know I as I said as Alan said I have a few boys from the male panels in the last number of years I went to colleges. So I would never have said a bad word about them, you know. It's, you know, again, Tyrone would be a different story.
4: Yeah. You can say that again. Maybe the want. old boys it, might
3: feel different about Galway or roscommon or something like that. So I don't know.
4: We'll, we'll finish on a good note then. The 2013 game for the people in the crowd. So, like, I mean, it had it had reached because obviously we talked about the the collusion. We talked about. The Horan saying about McGuinness's body language, there were, uh, Horan was talking about the Donegal physicality while McGuinness was talking about everyone else's physicality against his team. Even the Donegal County Board got in on the act, so they started, uh, they were tweeting at the time, so Mayo GEA think they can do three in a row in knocking out All-Ireland champions. We'll send them back west next Sunday, Jimmy's winning matches. So like, I mean, <laughs> this was, and then after that, the Mayo County Board started retweeting shit people were saying about McGinnis <laughs> about McGuinness. like this was all kicking off. And then this was a freak game altogether, Alan. Like, I mean, I'm sure he learned a lot from 2012, but nobody expected this.
6: Yeah, I, I, it was the perfect game for us at, at that time because we, we we'd <laughs> and we talked about it. We talked about playing Donegal in a quarter final. I think we could, we kind of knew that it was the draw was going to be Connacht Ulster, and he had to come out of we lost we lost he beat Leash he beat Leash up yeah. in yeah. Shannon. Yeah. so um, <laughs> it was it was you know it was built up as you know the you know I suppose stage two from, from the All Ireland the previous year but um, I think we were you know locked on so well prepared for that game that um, no matter what who we were playing that day we, were, we weren't going to be beaten um, and we got, I suppose, the best start possible in the first. I think, you know, we, we, we went up four or five points. We got one or two goals. Keanu O'Connor got a great goal in the first half. Um, he had no right to get it, I suppose. And we just continued to put the pressure on. And we were, I think, the game was nearly dead oh, and buried by, by half halftime. Time. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How, you, do, you weren't expecting maybe them to come with that, Rory? Or you reckon you were just sitting ducks that year in general?
2: Uh, well, we thought, good in those final, that we were it. You know, we were thinking three in a row, and uh, I regret our preparation all year. I regret our mentality getting in the Ulster final. Our attitude was, we'll play Carl Lacey. Carl at the time had been injured, because we need to get the game into him. You know, we'll win Ulster anyway, but we need Carl for All-Ireland. And it was the wrong attitude. And hand in heart, the leash game was an awful struggle in Carrick and Shannon. I remember going down to, to, to Jim's house, and we were watching my owner scumming, and I know, I, can, I was trying to convince ourselves we could win, but we weren't at the level. We were nowhere near it, you know, and we knew that deep down, you know, so we had, you know, we, um, throughout the year, we'd never reach the heights or anywhere close to it.
4: Right, and there's no way of snapping out of that, even though you're kind Not of... Not when aware. you're
2: coming with a really, really hungry team, yeah. who have an awful lot of hurt, and, you know, we're, we're a couple of years older, they, you know, when we played in 2012, we had a lot of players at our absolute peak, Mayo were coming with players getting ready for their peak, you know. So it is, but it's interesting, you know, obviously I had the wee outburst coming up to the game, but I remember he had no shade, of colossal game, and he was coming off, and I felt he was staring at me, <laughs> for, for, for ages, and I was like, Jesus, and I said, Jesus, big, you know, but it's, it's ironic, I never really got to Westward as a child in did the following year, I wasn't involved, I was down in Westport for a few days, and I think it's the plaza that I cross. And he happens to come up to me, and I go, "Jeez, what's he going to say?" <laughs> and then he's big, but he just had a chat. He was very friendly. Right. Okay. You know?
4: He was actually Aiden O'Shea was un- incredible. It's one it was of his incredible. best ever games. Yeah, he, he
3: always seems to play very, very well against Donegal. Right. And I hope that doesn't happen this weekend. But okay. um, he just he seems to have a big match against Donegal. He loves it, and uh, for some reason, is it. I don't know, maybe he's paired against Michael his or something, I don't know. Some he, colossal games.
2: Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that 13 game. 15. 15 when 15. he brushed him aside and scored a goal. Fell <laughs> in uh, my ass. And uh, he came on in a national Maybe that game. was his last game sweeper, was it? <laughs> yeah, more or less. That was the end of it in the gym programs that we'd done. So it is. And uh, the, in 2017, I don't I think he'd been injured playing basketball or something, and we were it, were flying in the first half. Uh, I think they were winning 11-1-5, to 15, playing with a strong breeze, and Aidan O'Shea came on and just turned the game on his own.
4: Oh, this was in McHale Park as <laughs> well, yeah. And then oh,
2: yeah, Murphy being Murphy, just goes after him and after him and after him, loses whole focus playing the game, and they end up winning the game, you know.
4: Did him and Murphy go at it that day, no? Did they square up uh, Aidan and Michael Murphy that day?
6: I think there was, there was, yeah. there was a small bit of afters, but um, I think Mayo, Mayo did what they had to do. They won the game, and I think there was a small bit of I suppose
4: handbag ah, handbag, handbag stuff yeah yeah I know there's nothing you're playing it. down a lot of these handbags lads Uh <laughs> 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 fair enough we'll them out before the show goes on YouTube finally lads we get predictions we're going to talk more about the match in part two 13 to 8 Mayo outsiders at home in an all quarter final. for me it's a 50-50 can't come down on either side Alan I'll start with yeah.
6: you yeah it's a great position to be in yeah um, and I think looking at from a Mayo point of view they haven't hit the heights um, this season or the standards that they've uh, they've aspired to, I think, uh, coming after the National League. Winning the National League, the National League I, I think, you know, expectation levels went through the roof. Um, over to New York, got the job done. And I think, you know, the disappointment of losing to, to Roscommon probably really took a lot out of the lads. Uh, and the backdoor system, while it's helped uh, with you know, blooding a lot of new players. You know, we've had seven new debutants this year. Um, you know, uh, I suppose some of them were forced with the injuries um, and some key injuries. You know, take the legs of Jim O'Connor and the legs of Matthew Ruan out of that middle third. And it's it, it's been very difficult. But I think there's, there's definitely a huge performance in Mayo uh, on Saturday evening. I'm hoping for it. Um, I think for a lot of the players... You know, it's their chance to get back to Crow Park. Um, you know, age is probably catching up on a lot of them, so they won't want to exit um, on home turf. They would want to, you know, finish out in McHale Park on a high. Um, and I think home advantage, home support, will count for something. And I think, you know, there'll be really passionate Mayo supporters in there. You know, they want to see Mayo um, driving. Well, on. you can be
4: guaranteed to be passionate Mayo supporters in yeah. there. I don't think that goes. Would... Um, Maybe, maybe they'll do that uh, army style warm up you did before 2013, where you take a hand pass and you do a roly
2: poly on the ground. Do you remember yeah, that one? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Do you
4: remember watching that, Rory? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what the hell are these lads at up there? I remember them doing the warm up <laughs> in, in the league game in Ballyshannon, you know. I mean, I'm going to say, if we're going to lose to these boys, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was crazy. you know. What were they doing? Oh, it was. A wee bit frantic and crazy stuff, you know. Kane was doing it at the O'Neill, yeah.
4: You were doing army style roly yeah, polies, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, he?
2: yeah, yeah. doing these hops off the ground, you know.
6: So when we touched the ground, we'd be up like gazelles. So, right, it was uh, so a logic part to of it. the SC's coach, you know, as part of his um, box of tricks, you know. Right, so.
2: okay. Rory, I'll go to you. What do you think? I think that you can't turn back the clock, and uh, a lot of Mayo's best players have their best days behind them. That's the reality of it. That's why you pick up injuries. Um, in 2017, in that league game, I remember saying we were beaten and said Donegal have a better team than Mayo next year and the year after. Look at Donegal, bar the exception of Ian McGee, who, you know, has had a lot of good days, but the reality is his past his best as well. I think Donegal have a lot of players coming into their peak. But I wouldn't rule Mayo, Mayo out. I think, I think they have handle Michael Murphy and Ray McHugh better than anybody else has. With the exception of Fermanagh. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we had a 15-man defence. Okay,
4: quickly, who will they put on Murphy and McHugh then? I, Durkin think, on McHugh? I think they'll
2: put Lee Keegan on Murphy. Really? Yeah, and Paddy Durkin on Ryan, but they could swap it around. So it is. Right. But I think those two very rarely lose their battles. Now, they're coming against two exceptional players, and that dynamic will change the game an awful lot. Okay, fair. So who are you calling? I think Donegal, Donegal are the Donegal. better players, and their players playing better.
4: Okay, great stuff. Mark? Um, you got two claps there for that one, Rory. They <laughs> got a call from
2: Ryan on the way down. He said, "Don't be blowing Donegal all up." <laughs>
3: I don't I want to
4: say that.
2: And don't mention my priority's injury.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no more than, than Rory. I think um, you know I haven't been really impressed with um, with Mayo this year. You know they haven't really had that big game. Alan Alan spoke about you know having having this big game at some stage. But are they capable of it? You know, we're going to find out this weekend. They went down to Kerry, and all expectations was on. You know, a big, big battle, and they didn't. They didn't perform on the day. Uh Donegal have been very consistent throughout throughout the championship. We we really beat beat a good Tyrone team that's in an semi-final. Uh, we you know we, we beat a Kerry team with a fairly depleted squad as well. So uh, more like Roy, we we have players that are playing very well at the moment. We have a good squad. We if we do have a few injuries, we have men that can come in to replace it. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this, this whole Castle Bar um, arena and thing doesn't affect the players. And, you know, obviously the sport that they all have will be a huge advantage for them. Um, and that they, they could put on a massive show. They could. It is it's possible. And, uh, but I just think on, on current form, you have to, you have to
4: back Donegal. Yeah. OK, 2-1 to Donegal at the moment. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, give it up for panel wall, Anna Dillon, Rory Gallagher, and Mark McHugh. Welcome back to Westford. All right, we're ready for panel number two. Please give a big welcome to Tony McEntee, Kevin McStay, and Aidan O'Mahony. Stuff, lads, Hi, Kevin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, Christ, <laughs> Tony, I'll give you first refusal on Jimmy uh, Sol- Sloyan there as well. Uh, who was picking the team? You were in with Rochford. How? how? Everybody knows it was aiding and shade, I was picking that team. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose this is the big talking point, lads, of this game: is Stephen Rochford is coming home? to try and plot the downfall of his own county. Tony, you know him well from the last uh, four years. How will he be think- what,
0: what will he be thinking about this? So I, I actually think that James will have learned from the Kerry game here. So we, I'm just deflecting your question slightly here. <laughs> because in, in the Kerry game, clearly, like, um, I think Donny Buckley had a huge influence on the tactics for the Kerry game. And, and you've seen the impact of that. So I think James will have learned from that and he'll be trying to take some of the information which may be played out in the Kerry game and, and, and change it for this game. Now between that and potential injuries, I think it's going to impact on team selection and also then the system of play that they actually use.
4: Right. But OK, let's get back to the question now again. <laughs> um, because, like, I mean, Stephen didn't want to leave Mayo. Like, I mean, so no. then he goes back up, to, he goes up to Donegal. Will it be, I don't, you can't speak for Stephen, but will there be a part of him Hoping to get one over? Or will he be a little bit torn?
0: No, I mean, n- n- not at all. No. Um, he, he left Mayo on, inevitably, his own decision. So it wasn't a fallout with players or otherwise. And he, he, no, no issue there. And he's no gripe to, to bear with James either. So I don't think there's an issue that way. <coughs> However, um, he will have a lot of information that he took from Mayo in respect to the players... And he would be foolish not to use that information this weekend.
4: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Kevin. Like, what kind of, I was wondering on the podcast during the week, what will he know that everybody doesn't know about Mayo at this stage? Like, I suppose he'll have inside information like GPS stats, you know, when players tire. Like, what kind of inside info would be valuable to Stephen Rochford,
1: do you think? Well, I'll go back to the question that you posed to, to Tony first. Because no one's to, answering my questions No, I won't avoid it because of your question. But the, the first thing to say, uh, you know, he's certainly not sending Christmas cards to the county board. Yeah, he was pushed, no, yeah, was he, he? They certainly didn't make it easy for him. And then I would say, you know, that some of the senior players were quite deafening in their silence in support of him once he had left. He just died a death and was gone, and you moved on. So that would be, I, I'm looking at it from Stephen's point of view. I have a little bit of experience, obviously, when I was training Common <laughs> playing Mayo. <male>. So, <laughs> so, so you, you, know, you ask, you're kind of hedging your questions in, you know, how will he feel? Like, Colum, he will feel nothing, but the only thing that matters is to win. And that's not to, you know he's a son of Mayo, the same as I am, but the, you're on the other side. It's about the, the W. That's all it's about. And, you know, it's terrible that, it, that he's had to face them so quickly. You know, and I, I was the same, you know, we, we won the championship. And the next year you, you walk out to Crow Park and who the fuck is coming out the tunnel but Mayo. So, like, it's, you don't want it. But then you're saying, Jesus, if I could pull one on him, you know, or pull one on Mayo, this, you know, it would help the pain, if you like, to yeah. a certain degree. Now, he can't, he can't um, unknow what he knows about Mayo. He knows everything. He was their manager after all. Yeah. You know, Tony knows his bit from coaching. The SNC knows a bit. But the manager knows the whole lot. Or else he's not managing it right. But I, I know I, I had Stephen under 21. He's, he's an outstanding individual. Uh, so I know he'll have it spot. And of course, he he has to. He's bound to. By his, you know He's honour bound to use everything he has to try and get the win for Donegal. And you know, just think about the shape that Dhoni was able to do for the match in Killarney for Curry. It's hugely important. He knows who's tiring. Now I'm coming back to your question. He knows who's tiring. Uh, he knows who likes to go on their left side. He knows who, d- who takes an extra touch on the ball. He knows who doesn't like to pass the ball when he gets 2 on one with the goalie. All these things, of course he knows them. He's been going to bed every night and thinking of nothing else. And then he wakes up in the morning... That's all he thinking, it's 24-7. So it's, from a mayor perspective, they're gonna just get on with it and do their thing. But from a Donegal perspective, do you think Declan Bonner isn't saying this week, well now, you know, how could we get under the jumper of X or Y or Z, or who, who might we match up on Michael Murphy? Who, who might we match up on? Who's the temperament to stay with yeah. Murphy? Who's the temperament to stay with, with Young McHugh? Etc. Uh, Etc. Et or so. Harrison doesn't like marking small fast yes. lads, or you know. Perhaps all that I, kind I don't of know. Stuff. I don't know that detail. But to yeah. think otherwise would be naive. Like he, he, he can't. As I said, he, he can't unknow what he knows.
4: No, definitely. Not. How do you
1: feel about coming down to
4: Mayo Aidan after all your trash talk before the game, McLarny? (Laughter) <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I wouldn't say it was trash talk. No. Um, no, I, I suppose from, from
4: my side, I was asking. question. Wait a minute. What was it that They celebrated the league final win a bit too much, I think you said? You said... Uh, oh, like, I think... If, meant, Kerry Klick, if Kerry Click will hammer them, something like that, which turned out to be right, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
5: But, like, like, no, no, uh, like, I think from, from, I suppose, from the Kerry side, and you'd have to say that that home game, like, the, the pressure was on Kerry. Um, we were playing at home, um, and there was a lot of talk after that, that league final. Yes, Kerry were bullied, um, I suppose, from... Being a retired player, looking in, we'd have seen a lot of younger lads there, and I think it kind of gave them a bit of a pinch that them had won a minor all ireland medals, and they weren't used to being beaten, and all of a sudden, like, they were beaten above in Park. Now, it might have been a different game if David Clifford had tipped in that ball, you know, it, it might have stood to carry. So, I just think that game in uh, Clione that day, like, we just needed a performance, and, you know, it showed the, the start of the second half there, and David Moore with a colossal game, like... um they were pushing and dragging all over the pitch. And it was very similar to the 2014 game because I think that Mayo, Kerry, I was going to say Bond, but like that rivalry between Kerry and Mayo has come on over the last couple of years. And those games take on a life of their own. And I know you were talking about there about Stephen Rochford being involved with Donegal now. But I remember 2014 when uh, Donny Buckley was involved um, with Mayo. And I can remember myself thinking to myself, Donny be very close. And I was saying, Jesus, guys, this guy knows every player, even with Kerry that time. He knew it was inside out. But the game took on a life of its own. Like, I remember we were down 2 2 to no score after seven or eight minutes. And I remember just my own mentality was like, we're not going to lose this game. Uh, we're going to stay in this game. Something's going to happen now. And that game just took on a life of itself no, What I mean, life of itself. like, like that Frank Hardy here that now. Was felt no, but like it did. Like, it, it just took on a, a, a life of its own. And, you know, tactics and stuff go out the window when, when games like that happen. And,. I, I like the, the trash talk and you're well used to doing it yourself on social media like so <laughs> you don't have to be you don't have to be um, telling me you speak if you out one, Mick O'Dwyer for years like one of really the greatest managers of all time when he went to leash. but um, no it, it was just I think it, it was just a statement that our young guys needed to stand up and they did on the day like and uh, for a home game and I don't we haven't lost at home for 27 or 28 years there was a lot of pressure on them, and. It was a game that they just needed to go out there and express themselves, and they did that.
4: Yeah, yeah fair play to you for talking about Kerry for five minutes yeah. there at a Mayo Donegal uh, <laughs> a preview show. Well, <laughs> you asked me the question, so I answered it. <laughs> um, it's
1: all insecurity, I think, between, the, between the
4: two either. Tony, I'll ask you, because you know Stephen fairly well. What, what's been his influence on Donegal? Because I suppose we've seen uh, Donegal play in a couple of different ways this year.
0: Is it the unpredictability? Stephen likes to take risks. I, I I think his influence is overrated in Donegal. Um, I think I think he's not there long enough. I think he's going to take all of this season, move in the next season before <laughs> you get to see the impact of that. Um, I think new coaches coming in the setups take as much time to adjust to the player as the player takes to adjust to them. So I think right now it's overrated on it. Um, I do, however, think that uh, what he will bring will be what you're suggesting here is the flexibility and very bit it's the thought process around picking a team who plays where and when the idea of putting on for example a fresh player the last day that hadn't played championship in whatever length of time you know Um, so I think he'll bring new ideas to that setup and he'll bring a change to the coaching format and I think in particular if he's brought anything it's the earlier transition of play that Donegal have this year and I think he can be he, he can credit that at least. Because that's a change in their style. Yeah. Play, like well,
4: I, I thought Kevin there was definitely a change in their style against Kerry. I wasn't expecting that. It was a huge departure from the Throne tactics to the Kerry tactics. And I thought Rochford was behind. I don't think without Rochford, Donegal
1: would have taken on Kerry like that. Uh, well, Is that fair? I, I tend to agree with Tony. He has an influence, but within the management structure. Um, I, I, I think the tactics they go with are game-specific. So what they, they had a sense that Tyrone. We're going to continue with what they we're trying to roll out at the end of the league, and they said, "Well, you know what? We'll go back now and put McFadden at the top of the D, and let's see if they can get their running game pa- or get get their kicking game past us." And they couldn't, because I'd be very blunt about it. I don't think Tyrone have good foot passers. That you know they have X amount of good players, and then they're very a lot of very average players, and that's why the hand pass come off the shoulder and play the running game into the into the, into the offense. But the, the the question of changing it then for Crow Park, I think that would come very easily to Declan Bonner, just as easily as it would come to Stephen. I think they would be on the same page, because that won't get the job done against against Kerry. And I, I was doing that game for the TV, and it was it was magnificent game. Like the standard of skill in the last twenty minutes, last fifteen, when it was you know the penalty arrived, and then it looked like Donegal would push on, and then Kerry pushed on, and done, like the the, the passing. The first touch, the skill level, the shooting accuracy in the, those last 10 minutes. You know, you leave, I'm trying to contrast it now to the Mayo game, which was previous. Uh, you see what Donegal can roll out in that, in that situation, take on a market leader in Kerry. Like, you know, we all measure ourselves against, against your county, and that's just the tradition you have. Uh, and Dublin, obviously, currently. But if you, if you looked, if you're an observer that knew a bit about senior, intermediate and junior football, And you went in, you'd say that was the senior match, you know. There's always that feel about the second game. Yeah, they were at a Ireland standard level, and Mayo, you know, looked tired and looked like they needed to get home and go to bed, uh, having won the match and get their energies back to see can they get to that standard on Saturday night. And that's the big thing we don't know now. Yeah, Uh, we we have to wait and see. But they're going to be playing a very flexible outfit in Donegal. And again, I make this very simple column for one reason. Tony have a stackload of very good footballers who happen to be big men as well. They all have a lovely touch on the ball. They're two-footed, two-handed. They move the ball, and they're very athletic. So you're talking about, you know, McGee. If i are not talking about Dean McGee, the other for the um, um, Jason McGee. Uh, he be out though, won't he? Uh, well, we don't know that for sure. I think uh, the, his partner Hamilton. McFadden, like Langan, Gallen. Uh, Thompson. obviously Murph, they're all big rangy players, call them, who have lovely touch on the ball and that's why they can change up and be fl- so flexible so quickly from game to game, so it's game, game specific for me That's the, that's the thing Ed, and I suppose
4: we don't know how Donegal are going to approach we, we have a good idea how Mayo are going to play but we'd, we're not fully sure how Donegal will approach it
5: No, well, I, th- I think the last day the, they, they kind of adapted their game as well um, the two lads spoke about this at the, before we came on there like Michael Murphy uh, started inside foot forward and Shane Inright picked him up. And um, I suppose watching the game, Shane Inright was getting on a lot of ball and Michael Murphy weren't influential maybe in the first 10 to 15 minutes. And Shane was kind of following him everywhere to the 65 yard line. So then Michael Murphy decided to drop deep. He started getting on more ball, became more influential. And the same with Ryan McHugh as well. Like They just have players that kind of, in certain parts of the games, they stand up and they're counting. And I watched them last year against Dublin as well. And for 40 minutes of that game, at in Crow Park, they were absolutely flying that game. Like I was like, I'm saying, Jesus, they really put it up to Dublin. And then I think they kind of took their foot off the gas and kind of said, look, we've uh, Tyrone above and Barry Buffet, we'll beat them up there and we'll be into Norens in the final. This year, I think they have a different team, as Kevin said there. The fellas that are coming in now that are making a difference, like the Kerry game the last day, obviously Alex was stole the game. Now, As we spoke as well, like the I think Michael Murphy took about Twenty meters in the free kick there and the last the last free kick of the game, <laughs> but um you know they just they're big players and and they're standing up in every game, and that 's what you talk about when you 're looking at county teams and you 're going to those games, they're big players, the same with the the meat game, like meet were still in that game, Mike Murphy flicked on the ball, Ryan McHugh ran onto it, and the last game, the two of them were just at a different level like and for Kerry, it, it was um it was a game for us where our young lads kind of are pitted against I suppose the Donegal system and a team that that play that system, but they can change their game as well. Like in the last, like they were just they were very hard, I think, to play against, and like um, we were happy enough with the draw and the finish.
4: Yeah. Back to talking about Kerry again.
0: Okay. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't was going to say, Well, I, I talk about. God, <laughs> Tony. No, I'm quick before from? he
4: talks about Kerry
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the the definitely that Donegal have though is that they're losing so many big players. Probably the Paddy's gone and oban has gone and possible Jason... if he's, The Mayo
5: game, Clarence, he's Clarin,
0: like yeah.
4: under pressure. Talk like. he's gone, yeah. But if Jason yeah. McGee went off with a hamstring, he's not going to be back in two weeks. He had to leave tw- with 20 minutes to go, was didn't he? Ham- hamstring, arson, yeah. yeah.
1: But you
5: look at the, the, the Clarence game, Matthew Rowan, Jamie O'Connor, uh, Petty Durkin.
1: Yeah. It's huge. Like, they're they're, true, all, ba- they're true, all back true. now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rowan might not be. Yeah, but like, he's been out for so long. You don't walk back to this heat on a Saturday night at this level of the game and... Everything's grand, you know. Like he's been out with a collarbone for yeah. quite a while, but no, maybe he is. Maybe he's gone fantastic in training. Hopefully, he is.
4: Do you, what, what will Rochford have identified as Mayo's main weakness that he can take
0: take uh, take on Tony? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a fair question, And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I think there's a number of places where Mayo need to improve. Okay, and I think, which they can, to be fair. And I, I actually think that this is a game set up for Mayo. I think this is a game that Mayo can actually win. Um, for a lot of reasons, but first of all, they are improving. They're a team that's steadily improving as the game goes on. And all these people here know that Mayo, once they get this far, they improve and they improve against better teams. So when they play against Down early in the year, it's a um, roller coaster up and down. Well, and that's it, whatever. they seem to just go to the level of the team they're playing, oh, of don't they? The team they? they're playing, you know. So in this weekend, I think they're going to lift it, I think they're ready for it. I think, you know, they're relying on big games for Maiden O'Shea Let's be honest. Uh, he's a man that's colossal defensively, but they're going to look for more offensively of him. So I think if he gets more running game going, then that'll be a huge boost to him. Um, I think as well that he'll end up in a probably a free role because he'll sit back in midfield, probably end up marking Hugh McFadden, who'll do the Lakewise and the Donegal set-up. So it depends who is the greatest influence there. Um, I do expect them to get more to Lee Keegan. Um, I don't think Lee Keegan is going to be marking Michael Murphy I think it's too obvious. Uh, I think James doesn't want to do too obvious. I think it's what Stephen might do, so James won't do it type thing, you know? Right. Um, So um, I think they'll put somebody else on him. But it's more important for Lee Keegan to get into the game and try and get a bit more drive into this Mayo team because right now they're not getting that drive that they've had earlier in the year and now, so yeah. So I think there's big improvements coming here with this
4: team. Uh, we'll just, you, you have the secret from Mark and Michael Murphy anyway, so uh, we definitely have a, a picture of that. <laughs> 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 but the, the thing about Michael Murphy is, it's gas and you put Lee Keegan on him and Murphy could clean him in midfield. And, you know, you put a big man on him to catch him in midfield and Murphy will take him on the ground. It's very difficult to find someone. In fairness to you, Aidan, you were a good match-up for him. And you, you did the best job on him that I've seen anybody do.
5: I think Joe Broly said I put a saddle on him, um, which, coming from Joe now, I wouldn't take much notice of it. But, you know, the, <laughs> the day, I remember the, the All-Iron Final um, 2014 and Eamon just said to me, mark him and wherever he goes, just follow him. And, that's what I did. Um, I remember he went outside the line of the Hogan stand at one stage, outside the white line. And I was kind of looking at him saying, Jesus Christ. And I said, Do you know something now? If he's going outside the line, I'll go with him. And we both were standing outside the white line. And the linesman was like, <laughs> he had the flag kind of halfway up like saying, what the fuck's going on here? Will he go into the pitch? And that's all he did for the whole game. I just marked him. And I remember saying to the lads, he was coming on loops. And obviously, like with the technology you now, we were watching the game. And even when the ball was getting over my head and it was going around, I was just watching him the whole time, so like...
4: And were you blackguarding him a bit, or was he giving you guff back, or was he's, it... He's six foot five, and
5: he's twice the size of me, like, so... <laughs> you know, like, when people, like, I'm hardly, like, I'm the same size as yourself, I'm small enough. So, like, it's... <laughs> <coughs> um, but, you know, like, it's... Uh, it, it, it was just one of, the, one of those games where... I like, can remember the night before, and I, I can say it now. Like, we used to do a thing where you'd meet in a group, and you might give you'd say to the group what you were going to do, and I can remember just saying to myself, and saying to them, I'm going to mark Michael Morphin, I'm going to mark Michael Morphin, I'm going to mark Michael Morphin, that was it. You called it? No, I was, I was saying I was going to mark him out of the game, sorry I didn't All call right. it. And, like, <laughs> and my mindset then from going into the game was that I'd done three weeks in Kieran Donnelly training, and we were giving each other a good clipping now as well, like which was no harm, but, in that game, my mindset was just, follow him ever, And that's like, and I said it to lads before we came yeah. out here. Like, at times, what I watch him in games is that he's very effective that he'll drop deep. And you, you might be a coach and saying, right, if he goes past the 65, if he goes back in his own 45, leave him off. You can't. No. Because he'll get on ball, it'll come up, and he, he'll bring, the, like, to Ryan McEwenham, they'll take ball up. He'll come on the loop again, and he'll still kick a corner, saying, Jesus Christ, I should follow him. So, like, he's just a guy, like, he's, he's one of their leaders, like, between himself and Ryan and Petty to that... You just need to be. You need to forget about your own game and just man marking. Nothing if else.
1: If you're if you're planning for, he just mentioned the three of them there now: Michael Murphy, Ryan McHugh, and Paddy McBurney. We just assume he's playing. You know, certainly that's the way that would, Mayo would have been planning last week. So, if you're getting ready to play the big teams and you need, you know, it's all on the line. Like, kind of using a say a military uh, uh, approach to it. You, you go after the centre of gravity what is the thing that makes that team tick? Right? Say if it was Dublin, it's would say Fenton. Get him out of Stop him, and we have a great chance. Now, if, if um, James is looking at... Look, I'd say everybody in the hall agrees. McBrearty, McHugh. McBrearty, McHugh, and Murphy. Well, the vast majority in the hall would agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the three... Uh, was obviously apparent to one of the other players down there. <laughs> the, 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 that those three are the key, and if you, t- but then the next challenge then for James is now: oh, have I got three to go after them? All right. So you, you, you can't get Lee Keegan and put him into a, a 3D photocopier, you know, and make three of them. Yeah. And you know, well, so, Durkin's
4: very good, in fairness uh, as well. Oh, I, but again, but Durkin's like.
1: coming back now. You see, this is this is, in my mm-hmm. mind. This, Andy Durkin's a great player, marvelous, marvelous player, and a good man marker, too. Yeah, he did well in one. But to get the right matchup, like Ryan McHugh is an incredibly elusive player. And, you know, can, can he do that matchup? Then Michael has a different physical presence, but he also has a beautiful football presence. So, how do you get. The, and I would say, I, I know you're saying he probably wouldn't do the obvious. Like Lee Keegan has gone after Jeremy Connolly. He'd gone after the. I, I, again, I, I made Kilkenny. the point. Yeah, Kilkenny, I made the point during the week. You know, when we went to play Mayo... Enda Smith. Know, End Smith was our standard. Mark living. the next thing, I looked, I looked across, and the ball about to be thrown in, and who was in midfield? I couldn't believe it. Lee Keegan in... Grabbing grabbing and from It was McEntee's idea from, you know, there it probably was you you, <laughs> you fecker. but um, the uh, and 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 then we said we started moving them and, and then we said you know the best we can do now we put Indist Smith into full four and hope Keegan but goes that was in a half. good move yeah yeah but the damage was done at that stage unfortunately you yeah. got about a goal and three points at that he stage had to, you know so he did. Um, so has he has he got the players to do that. Is Paddy up to the pace of doing a job like that? Because certainly, if you were to take out those three, you, like Mayo, are way down, well down the road to winning the game. If they could say now, and that's a big say now, we, take out, we, we can do well on Murphy, we can do well on Ryan McHugh, and we can do well on... on well, Mike Bearty might look after himself now and, and, and not feature. Who are you
0: suggesting the Paddy Marks?
1: Oh, I I, see, I don't know. I don't know uh, enough about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know the, the, the fine detail of it, Tony. Yeah. You know, you'd have to be in among them. And this is where this is where Stephen now has yeah. that bit of knowledge that perhaps. <laughs> but I would say Chris Bard is, is a good lad. Uh, Keith Higgins will man mark, but further up the field, Keatoo, right? I, I, um, um, I don't know. I probably not. I think Boyle
5: because I think Cullen Boyle as well. Like he's he was excellent last year, and like he has. He's a robust player. He's strong. And but I mean, you're not I mean, putting Boyle on the in the mark in the middle. middle. You're not but putting like, him well, on if any. If Michael Murphy's out the field, leave him off after him. You know, like, like he's not going to let you down anyway. You know?
4: Yeah.
0: You I mean, don't you know, the thing but about Murphy is, Tony, you you get to pick so, him up. So, well, well, Lee Keegan should pick him up. Um, Lee Keegan the last day against Meade, as an example, ended up marking James McEntee. Yeah. Which, in, in my view, is a waste of Lee Keegan. Yeah, James is a good player, like, but he's he's not he's not. For Lee Are you Kagan? sure
4: James wasn't kind of on Lee to kind of watch him or the other way around?
0: Uh, it, nobody marks Lee. Lee marks somebody. So it's just the way it works. So <laughs> he, he just he follows he watches. <laughs> but... but um, when it, when, it comes, when it comes to this day, it makes sense that he marks Michael Murphy um, in the same way that Park Hampsey actually marks Michael Murphy well when he when he does that job Finney
1: you know? Curry did it for Curry long. Curry yeah. he's not impossible a, to now warhorse is just different
4: uh, Donny Galler getting Murphy into the game a lot more than they used to with the kickouts though right so like I
1: mean he's getting on guaranteed ball from these the, kickouts they're the, the the different wing. players around Michael now it's changed dramatically in the last two they have a young emerging team sorry now could have crossed you Tony but they, they have they have different class of like Four or five years ago, it was all about Michael Murphy. It's not all about Michael Murphy anymore. They have lots of other excellent players that they can, they can, they can. Uh, Michael could be sat down for periods of the game, and the other players—they're not necessarily always looking from now. Where previously, I believe, you know, he was taking the freeze, he was taking everything that was moving, dictating all the pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, but the games in games in Castlebar, which is a tight field with overlapping 65s, you have Aiden and Shammy O'Shea in there. You're going to have somebody else in there along with him like, there's, no, there's probably not going to be Jason McGee in, in this instant like, you know, Michael Landon might come out to midfield after that like, this is entirely manageable for me oh, from, from a Michael Murphy perspective you know? the issue will be Ryan McHugh but I think they'll probably put maybe Kevin McLaughlin up and Ryan McHugh which I know may not make a huge amount of sense, but he can track at pace, he can follow him down, he can cause him trouble going the opposite direction. Like, like if you're going to relay on Mark and Ray McHugh all the time, then you're, you're not going to win. Like I think
4: you're, you're gone. Like and it would have been nice to see Gavin White last the full game because he was giving Ryan a bit of trouble going Go the forward, other way. Yeah. Is that the only way to manage Ryan? Is to not Because when Ryan gets the ball in his yeah, hands, he, he's almost difficult. unstoppable.
1: He's, he's, he's very elusive. He's, yeah. he's very difficult. The way very he difficult. changes the direction of his runs. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah, he tracks cards, and, you know, he's, he gets in, as you were saying, outside. He gets in very close to you. He lies into you, yeah. and you fall off him, and then sh- he's gone again. And he, yeah. if he hits the ground, he's up in a second, he's like a rubber ball. So he's, 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 he's very elusive. How much work would you have done in the matchups, Tony, when you were over Mayo? Like, I
4: mean, because you did pull Rabbit out of a hat. The big one was Aidan O'Shea in on Donaghy. I don't think too many people predicted that outside of David Brady, and who'd listen to him? LAUGHTER um, <laughs> That was maybe the only one he ever got right. Uh, Then you'd Lee Keegan playing centre forward against Kerry, which was a a a really surprising move, and that was to maybe drag Paul Murphy out of position. You'd Lee Keegan on Quinn Livin. you'd Lee Keegan on Enda Smith against Ross Common, and uh, another good one you had Alan Dillon, Mark, and Justin McMahon in. Was it your first year? And he was dropping off, and Alan Dillon ran went to town in the first half. So, like, I mean, there was loads of different little tactical things he used to do over Mayo. I I don't think Mayo do... I don't think Horan's into that. Mayo are a little bit more predictable, maybe.
0: I think that the top county teams of them all, particularly Division 1 at least, I think the difference between them and other teams is their ability to adjust and adapt. So I would be surprised if all those teams don't do a huge amount of tactical coaching and awareness and being able to be flexible between game to game. So while, while Mayo have set up almost identical in the past couple of games, the Kerry game, African-Hammering and the Galway game. Um, I, I, think, I think the players will be similarly set up tactically, but um, I, think, I think they'll have different roles and responsibilities to play. So, so are they flexible? Yes they're flexible. Is James flexible? I don't know enough about James. I imagine he is. I mean, he has to be, because you cannot be a top team without being able, without being able to adjust and, from game to game with a huge amount of video analysis and awareness and coaching on the field uh, to supplement it. Yeah. So, so uh, I have I, I, I something to say. And I, just, I just don't think it's possible, yeah. They've had two weeks. Maybe the two-week rest will do
4: Mayo good because they were, they were on the road for six weeks. The six weeks in a row, five, five. five weeks in a row without any break.
1: For so four very long road trips.
4: Yeah, they looked dead on their feet, really, against Mead. And that two weeks could rejuvenate them, Aidan, do you think?
1: I think so. And They, they were flat
5: in the Kerry game as well. And I just think it's... I suppose when you go through the back door, um, like everyone believes that Mayo will come through, and they always do. But Like you were saying there, like the down game and stuff, it's like they come down to their level, they make a battle out of it, but they get over the line. And I think the two weeks off, and I just think one of the big things, lasted, what i just seen in the meat game as well, is this thing about bringing Andy morning in. No, fair enough, he's 35, 36, but he changed the game when he came in the last set. And like, for me, it's a no-brainer. You have to start someone like him. You know, it's I don't care who you have inside there, He's just one of those guys that makes him ticky. Come on, Clarney, Kick two points. And, you know, I don't care. Like, for me, there's no kind of game plan around bringing Andy Moran in when you're
4: either trying to scrape back the game or try to do something different. You start him. Because but at, wh- at what point do you move on from Andy Moran, though, Kevin? Like Because like, have be, having a good season. At what point do you
1: say... I, 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 Andy, Andy, Andy is different, Clearing out to Darren Cohen. Like, he's around a long time. I'm totally with Aidan on that. You, you, a, Andy Moran starts and he establishes momentum. You bring him on with 15 minutes to go, you're asking him to regain momentum. Now at 35, with 15 minutes to go to regain momentum, you're three or four down. That's a big ask. But starting him so that in the, all those early balls, when you want someone to make a good decision, like Darren Cohen's a really lovely footballer, but like in those early balls, will he make those right decisions, a 35-year-old who's been up here and down 20 times, he will make those good decisions. Because that's, you know, he was, that's why he was Footballer of the Year. You know, a short time ago, but he's, he's always had that throughout most of his career. He's really good decision maker. Yeah. Uh, so I would be in 100% agreement. Like, I don't buy this age thing for him. You know, he's, he's in great shape, he looks after himself really well. Can, can, he, not, can he not play for Mayo right up to half time and get a break and play another 10, 15 minutes beyond it? Of course he can. I'm sure he can. I, sorry, no, I just think the, the other thing as well
5: is he's one of those players that plays on the D. He's always in the danger zone. Yeah. And he's very, very hard to mark. The year he got player, the year they got fine. like He gave Kerry a masterclass above because he's always like, when you speak about Bernard Brogan yeah. and these guys, he's always available. And I think if you're looking for Donegal as well, and they're saying, who do we need to pick up or who do we worry about? If he starts, he's a guy you would worry about. Because I remember marking myself one year and I was playing centre-back in a league game above him in Castle Bar. And I was told to drop off, like that. Drop off Andy Moore. And we started off fairly well, but I didn't come out after half time. That's how Andy Moore ran so much ball. He caused absolute havoc. So. I think I, I was kind of the reason why he, he came up to that level again but um, you know he's one of those guys that, that needs staff with him because I think even for the crowd as well like he brings the crowd and like he's yeah. loved in, in Mayo like and he's one of those players like so I just think I think he's the trump card and I think he's one of those guys that has to start
4: yeah he transformed your season actually Tony in your first year with Mayo he came back was at a Kildare game and he went from I th- I th- he just put it as a real structure to your play now your kicking game started working um, so I presume you'll be on the side of maybe starting him or you think he's
0: an impact? I, I, think, I think the two boys are judging this based on his second-half performances against teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the down game and uh, he, he, he gave a lesson to the fullback in the down game and, and he, was, he was super. But against better teams and teams that want to defend the square and are physically able and that at the start, there's a question over whether Andy adds more value in the second half by creating the better structure, by linking play better at that stage or otherwise. He, he, he's not going to last 70 minutes at, at the top level. So, it's, what's the best use of Andy Moore at that stage? Now, he is superb. In the year that Andy did well, he wasn't playing. In the year no, you referring to, he no. wasn't playing and he wasn't getting on, like, And he's a. Uh, He's not easy managed when he's not getting on. <laughs> so very few. He's very, very few. Like you know, he was coming off the yeah. back of was he all star material or something there recently and things. That, so he's coming off back a very good years, so and he's not getting game time and he's not getting opportunities. But but where he was going wrong is he was making runs sixty yards from the D out to try and win ball yeah. and he just doesn't have the legs for that. And so he transformed his game to try and make shorter runs and use his body and his size and his strength to try and trap that ball. Um, and and in that year you're referring to, he transformed his game, and as a result, transformed their game as well. Yeah. You know.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think he's still developing and still learning, which is great for a man at his age and still who wants to learn. I just think that to start him um, may not be the best idea this weekend. Right.
4: OK, so d- d- just to finish up, lads, we don't want to get into the kick-out uh, talk because I find kick-out er, kick analysis very boring and I'm not going to bore you um, here. But one interesting part about kick-out uh, analysis at the moment is a tweet from Eamon Fitzmorris, which we have here and he said, Tony McEntee was a great <laughs> man to spot and fill space on an opposition kick-out as he slowly withdrew from the pitch, disrupting the goalkeeper's appreciation of space. Jay was a good man to drag his backside when required to. So Tony, dragging your arse off the field when poor poor goalkeepers are trying to kick out the ball here's your chance
0: to defend yourself so to be fair that was the plan
1: (laughs) 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 and it worked
0: and it worked to be honest Uh, I, I can't claim credit for it. particularly I can't remember it's probably Buckley's idea but the idea so before a kick
4: out well,
1: you're, you're giving advice
0: <laughs> it's in running in and out. You're giving advice
4: just for the kick out and then you're as slowly as possible kick, walking back on the side, you think the kick out is going
0: or So so the keeper stands up and he looks out and he he doesn't know if it's who's who. He just sees a body. So therefore that space is empty or taken up, as right. the case might be. So it automatically because the the keepers nowadays are looking between six and ten seconds for the early kick out. And Particularly, Cluxton and people like that are looking for space, widen wings to take over, whatever. So, in that case, he looks up, sees a man, that's it, change his mind, headed short in the corner, or whatever the case is, you know. Right. I didn't quite do what the Kilkenny selector did. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the ball, and I guess the ball and take away. But, yeah, So, I mean, like,
4: I mean, when did, when did you know that Kerry and Dublin have copped on to you, or was, did Fitzmaurice ever say anything to you, or like, would there be. Ver- that was just that then? On the tweet, yeah. Right. Classic, and you thought this was the perfect crime that you are getting away. <laughs> 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 You'll take this on into Monaghan, Tony, but now. <laughs> <without. laughs> All right, we'll get predictions here, lads, before we finish. Aidan, we'll start with you. It's 2-1 to Duddy Gall at the moment. Um,
5: I think after the drawing game, I think I think may have been written off, or written off a lot over the last couple of weeks, I think that's something that's going to feed into the players, um, and I think there, there'll be a massive kick them. Like, you're at home, definitely worked a few points to and like we said it there they've been flat the last couple of games they're still there there is definitely a big performance in them and I just think that maybe I'll beat them this weekend
4: okay there you go
1: (laughs) what do you think Kevin well there's a small bit of context now remember when you look at the table Donegal only need a draw so so (laughs) so uh, I haven't got there yet. That, yes. That's your man, Gay Sheeran, down there, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> he let it? He actually left it in. So, um, uh, so a, draw, a draw is good enough for Donegal, and and I think we all accept this is likely to be a tight match. So you can see why the book is, that's just simple mathematics. But it is a nice little safety be, safety net to have if there's a couple of minutes left and you know, there's only a point in it or it's a draw match. That. that Favours Donegal ever so slightly. From the Mayor perspective, you know, just to dampen down what's ahead, remember now we have Donegal, if we were to win that, we have Dublin, if we were to win that, we have Kerry. Like that's the battle that's out in front of us over the next three, four weeks. Right? But we can only jump one fence at a time. Um, and I think they know that there are seven, eight guys within one defeat of massive transition, retirement, and this journey is over. And I, my own sense, and this is what I love about James's Mayo team in the last six, seven, eight years. I know Stephen, obviously, and other guys right there in the middle as well. But what James has done for the Mayo group that, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat in envy of from my own time, is that it, they are really, they don't walk away from Anthony easy. They are marvellous warriors for the county. And I have a great sense that defensively, Mayo... The big, the big, strong part of the Donegal team is the offense, is the attack. And I, my own sense is Barrett, uh, Harrison, Boyle, Higgins, Keegan, they're, ser- they're serious players, Column, who who have played outrageous ball for us for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, and they won't walk away from this easy. So there won't be anything soft here on Saturday. They must be boiling hearing that, Rosco- or that uh, Donegal are coming down as keen favorites. There must be... That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> there must be boiling as, you know... If you were in there, Aidan, if you were in there, column, You know, if we were in there and you're hearing this... Jays are coming down as... as we're 2-1 to one for this game. Oh, there's no lack of motivation you know, So there's there, huge no. motivation. Can, can, you know, can they beat Donegal? I think they will beat Donegal in a very tight match. But, but the problem then is only beginning. You know, and I know you only want to talk about this game. But seven days later... Seven days later we're bumping into Dublin oh, fuck. and that is and that is going to be hard yards yeah. but I, I think on Saturday night the crowd are going to be massive in this and if Mayo give them something early and that's why the Andy Bourne thing is important you know establishing momentum early rather than trying to grab it would tend to go it's much easier to establish it um, um, so if, if they give the crowd something to grab onto like this is a this has a, this is the game of the year now. If this, yeah. if this pans out the way we think it will, because this is an All Ireland quarter final. It's not a Super Eight match. It's not a round three phase two group seven, whatever the feck it is. This is an All Ireland quarter final, and you know it's die dog or produce a licence. That's the way it is now. You know it's it's <laughs> fucking it's it's. Uh... Well, it's okay,
4: okay. You know. we'll gold mail, super mail, Tony.
0: Die so. dog or produce the license, it's a new one on me. <laughs> so, um, the Mayo in recent times went to Bali Buffet. you, uh, like the, remember who you coached? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mayo, Mayo in recent years went to Bali and beat Donegal in a crunch match in Bali Buffet. I think, Donegal is, I think Donegal is coming here with injuries and with more problems than answers that they have at the minute. I think Mayo is actually improving. And I think there's 27,000 at this match this weekend. It's going to be so loud at 27,000. And I think if the people and the crowd get behind this Mayo team, then it'll be, it'll be worth loads to them. And for me, it's going to be Mayo this weekend by a point or so. <laughs>
4: for Mayo in the second panel, really pulled it out of the fire. Anyways, the one way to decide this uh, this game is in our quiz, which is coming up next. So we're going to give you a two-minute break and we'll be back. It's Mayo versus Donegal in the quiz. (laughs) Welcome back, Westford. All right, as we know with this quiz, the winners of this quiz has never failed to win at that weekend. So I don't know how it's happened, but that's the way it's gone. So we've got Mayo versus Donegal, or Mayo plus Tony McEntee, a son of Mayo now. He's, he's adopted. And we, ha- we have Donegal plus uh, Aidan O'Mahony. You mark Michael Murphy. That's as close as we get, right? So, um, Right, so we'll go team one. Question one for team one. This is how many all-stars does he have round? So... Oh, we, we want you to nominate a captain, Kevin. Will you go, captain? Right, you can nice, confer, perfect, but you're calling perfect. out the yes, answer. How many all stars does Michael Murphy have? Who are you asking
2: us? Yeah. Well, I'll answer. <laughs> Three.
3: I think two. Three, time Ah, Fourteen.
6: Fourteen. Uh, not really. Five, five, five. I, I just don't. I'll, I'll have to press you, lads. Keep dug during the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pass over.
1: Don't pass over. Two. <laughs> Captain's choice. Oh, yeah. We're going to. We're, we're going to go with two.
4: two. Two. Two is the correct answer. So.
1: Yeah. That's
4: a good answer. Okay. One nil to Mayo. Question one to Team Two. How many all stars does Lee Keegan
2: have? Four. You know that, do you? Four. I would have said three. <laughs> <laughs> all agree.
3: Yeah. Four.
4: Mark, you're the captain. Four. Well done. One all. Okay. Mark's captain. Okay. Question two for team one. How many All Stars does Neil McGee have? Yeah.
5: Did he win one
0: in fourteen? Did he one? Who's the fullback for
5: who's the pullback for yeah. Mayo that's your calf, yeah?
6: Did he, he wouldn't. be one so in the corner. He didn't roll, the that Zero. I was on the trip in New York with him. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to press yeah. you, lads.
1: Right.
2: We can answer as well.
1: Alan was on the trip, the All-Star trip with him, so. One. Three. Whoa. Three. 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 He got one.
2: Alan wasn't the <laughs> other just <laughs> <laughs> He owes him two of them, because he sat one. <laughs> so, yeah.
4: He got one in 2011, and then the, two, or the 12 14. 14. and 14. We were zero for a while. Okay, question two to team two. How many all-stars does Andy Moran have?
1: Mark, you can give the answer.
4: Yeah, we're going for two. Two, yeah, correct answer. Okay, two-one to Donegal. Um, Question three for team one in this round. Last question, how many all-stars does Declan Bonner have?
1: 92, 92, the it, But did he get one? He scored a pint at the end. Yeah, give him one. Yeah. One. No, he doesn't have any. It's a, it's a
4: trick question. Uh, question three for Team Two: How many all stars does James Horan have? I know
3: that. It's more your turn, Larry. Do you have an all star triple? I got one the Two or three L. <laughs>
4: yeah, Rory's saying three here. Okay, it's two. He okay. said three, so come <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's 2 1 to Donegal after round one. Round two. What club does he play for round? Question one to team one. What club does Kieran Thompson play for?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll defer to my Ulster <laughs> compatriot here. He hasn't,
1: he hasn't been on the, the, the Ulster Council, or the Ulster City. He
4: hasn't
1: been on an Ulster Club team, so. Four Masters. Yeah, 20 gold. Maybe, yeah. Should we yeah. try
4: it? Four Masters. No, uh, that's uh, Nave Connell, Glenties. So they've been on TG Cahir lads, on a Sunday. beat <laughs> each played a
0: bit an no surprise. He wasn't
2: playing, his brother was. If fair,
0: very played that many, Rory,
4: again. <laughs> <laughs> OK, question one for team two. What club does Matthew Ruan play for?
1: Oh, God.
4: See, it's easy when you know them, lads.
1: <laughs> See, I heard this recently. I would
5: know
2: that.
6: you know
3: that, would you? He's not a barber. He's a Yeah, you it, I, uh, Take a shot,
2: lads,
3: lads, no... no, no, take, a no shot take a shot at work. Take a shot at Evan.
4: What are you going for, lads? Holly Mind. No. Rafi, Aidan O'Shea. Aidan O'Shea, Seamus O'Shea, and Ruan they have. Right, okay. figured that. <laughs> question. i picking the team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what's the score here? Donegal Gallagher, one up. Right, question two for team one. What club does Sean Patton play for? Hasn't played that many times for them, but has a club.
1: <laughs> <There goes. laughs> it's like your overs, yeah. Ooh, what well, he came for this? He played.
4: He, he's played for Donegal before. He's played for this club. He's
1: Harps. Been Harps. He's been with Billy Buffet.
4: not true. He played one game, Unins, I think, did he? Unins, for you? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go
1: for Eunans. It is Eunans. I didn't, no, say, no, say, no, that. I didn't okay, say that. Didn't okay, Eunans is the correct answer. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Question two for team two: What club does Sean McDonagh play for?
3: Uh, yeah, Westport. Okay, the guilt of everyone.
0: <laughs> we knew that
4: anyway. got one up. Okay, question three uh, in the last one of this round. This is a more difficult one. Uh, this is question three for team one. What club does Owen Van Gallagher play for?
1: It must be um, 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 uh, Lee McGee's play. Is it? Yeah, I'd say. Who's he better? Guido? Yeah, Van Gallagher, yeah. like uh, Irish. Guido. <laughs> yeah. Guido. Rory's, no. mani-
3: Rory's managing them at the moment. Is it? Is it? Na,
4: now, how do you pronounce it? Killy Beggs. Killy Beggs. Beg. Beg, yeah. Okay. Question, question three for team two. What club does Darren Cohen play for? Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. I thought
3: I he thought was Hollywood. No, he's <laughs> not. I thought it was you know I thought so, right? No, no. Holly the
4: brain. no but i will no, have to press you guys. Go on ahead, Hollymount. Yeah. okay. Whoever said Hollymount down no, there, I, I, throw I, oh, oh, out. He I did
3: say it before. I so um, did. Okay. Um, All right. Hollymount Cairo. That's uh, enough. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough.
4: Okay, round three. So Donegal are two up. Whoever oh, shouted yeah. Hollymount can be thrown out there. Whoever sits near him. Um, okay. This is the name that team round. So you're going to have 20 seconds to name as many of these All-Ireland winning teams as you can. So we're going to start with Mayo. So do we have 20 seconds on the clock or is that possible? We don't. I'll count it. Okay. All right. I forgot to get the 20 seconds on the clock. Okay. Starting from when I finish this sentence. (laughs) You name as many of this team. Name as many of the All-Ireland winning mead team in
1: 1999. Go, Garethy, uh, the good the, player. The um, um, Giles, Giles, Giles Fay, Riley, um, uh, Tommy Dowd. Uh, yeah, Dowd. McDermott, Dowd. I said Riley. Harnan. No, he's gone. Um,
2: um, nice time up. Shirtan. Shirtan. Okay, time Red, up.
4: Time up. How many are we giving them there? Seven. Four. At Four. Lucky. Four. So you got five. you got Garrity, Giles, McDermott, Riley, five. Faye, Shirtan. Dowd came on. Shirtan. Six. So he played. Nine, I think nine. Okay.
1: Nine.
4: So we're giving you six. <coughs>
0: <coughs> okay, ah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, were. Right
4: we gave them seven. Seven, yeah. Alright, yeah, and yeah. you were and you were two up. So Donegal, you need five to win. And remember, no-one has ever lost on the Sunday after winning this uh, competition. <laughs> OK. <laughs> on the Saturday. OK, Saturday might be different. All right, name as many of the All-Ireland winning Kerry team in 2000.
2: Oh, wow. yeah, hi, hi, hi! <laughs> Marco Shea. You're not in.
4: Oh, you're not in, you're not in. Go, 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 go. go. Marco Shea, Thomas Shea,
5: uh, Sh- Cooper, Sh- my friend Sh- Russell, John Crowley. Paul
4: Dolly,
2: Daryl O'Shea, Tomás Fitz, Shane Passer, Shane Passer, Seamus O'Keeffe. Who it is? Uh, Johnny, Johnny Crowley. Uh, it's it's three.
4: three. No, we got. Oh, no, he made, no he's, he's not, not on doing on it. Shea. Three.
2: Who? Oh, sorry, he's not allowed to do it. He's not allowed to sorry. do it. So you're on three. Tomás O'Shea, Declan O'Keefe, Daryl De, Shea, Tomás O'Shea, Seamus Passer, Johnny Crowley, Morris Fitz. All right, you're out of time. You're out of time. We won
4: it. Johnny Gall got four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <It's just
4: amazing. laughs> I have to give Gallery's who's a competitor, isn't he? <laughs> he is. really he is. All right, Mayo and the quiz. That's all, that's all we've time for. Thanks very much for coming. Thanks to all our guests. And we'll be back on Monday with a review show as usual. We'll talk to you then. Good night.
0: Oh, the green. I can see it still It's soft and craggy bog lands It's tall majestic hills Where the ocean kisses
1: Ireland The waves caress its shore Oh the feeling it came over me To stay forevermore, forevermore The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing, first goal scorer bet
0: gets a goal. I'm
2: not finished yet. It took me a
6: long time to get here.
0: Both parents have, have spoken with each other and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're, both of them are keen to, to you now focus on getting back to their county jerseys.
1: But these fellas, will get such a <laughs> shit shot next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their dances <laughs> <house just> for 10 <laughs> years.